you ever thought about how valuable it would be to get career advice from a top executive? Have you ever wondered what management really thinks about diversity? Join us as our C-suite guest shares with our Latino community their unique insights on professional development and diverse leadership. Welcome to C-Suite, the show that combines surprising leadership insights with a focus on diversity. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor and VP of Board Development for Alpha New Jersey. Today, we have an inspiring guest, Lilia Flores, Chief Strategy Officer of Havas Chicago. As Chief Strategy Officer, Lilia is in charge of leading strategy across Havas Chicago, Annex Chicago, and Annex Experience, bringing together human truths, data, and insights to power creativity. Having spent more than two decades working in advertising, communications, and marketing, she leverages cultural competency to increase creativity and business growth. Previously, as head of strategic planning for Edelman, Lilia was a member of the leadership team and established and led the strategic planning practice. She has held multiple positions at Leo Burnett Group, ARC, leading global strategy and insight development for 25 brands in the P&G portfolio. Lilia is an outspoken advocate for diversity and inclusion and currently serves on the National Board of Directors of the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement. Welcome, Lilia. In this moment, how are you feeling? How's your energy? How's your outlook? Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for asking me to join today. Um, how am I feeling? I am feeling actually fantastic. I think it has a lot to do with just where we are on this uh, journey in the pandemic. I think people are starting, we're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. And it is giving me a very positive outlook all around the board. So I am doing great. Thank you for asking. You know, it's funny. People don't often seriously ask you how you're feeling. Ever notice that? <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're ab so I enjoyed that question. Thank you for starting that way. <laughs> yeah, and, and hopefully our, our audience is also starting to feel a little bit more optimism and able to safely, you know, be with people and, and do things. It's it's certainly something to look forward to. That's right. All right. Well, we would love to learn a little bit more about you, but the way we like to ask is not so much about your title or the specific thing that you're doing uh, for your employer right now, but tell us a little bit about the unique value that you provide, the thing that's consistent throughout whatever you're doing where people was like, wow, you know, Lilia is really bringing this value. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. And, you know, that question makes me think about, you know, kind of the, the values and strengths that you know, people in leadership positions um, normally bring to the table. So you always hear things like, oh, you know, they tend to have this achievement mindset, they're inspirational, they love what they do, which I, I resonate with that a lot. I don't see my job as a job, it's a passion, and I really love my job. But if I'm thinking about what my unique value is, my superpower, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that uh, my superpower, which has been instrumental in my success, and I think you might be surprised, is empathy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, you know, I'll tell you a little. I'm, I'm a people lover. 
Um, I take a very human-centric approach in all my interactions, whether it's a manager, a colleague, a client partner, or a mentor. Um, you know, you hear about empathy a lot these days, right? You're hearing about it more than ever, that it is a critical leadership characteristic for the future. But I, I'm just being honest that as I was coming up the ranks, you didn't hear about it at all. And actually, it was a little bit of a negative. Um, so to be frank, I never thought I'd be in senior leadership positions, much less a C-suite level position. Um, because the people that I saw in leadership positions at that time, they were very different than myself. You know, um, no offense to anyone, but I, I saw them as distant, unapproachable, a little self-centered, you know, not, not exactly easy to connect with. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, I even tried to emulate them at one point because I thought if I want a leadership position, I have to, you know, do exactly as they do. And of course it didn't work out because that's not naturally who I am. Um, and so I, I did something that, uh, and I remember the day when I did it, but I felt like I had to ask for feedback and input, like what's holding me back? Why am I not moving forward? Um, and I was really glad that people were honest with me. And what they said is that they thought I was too nice. So they feared that I really couldn't make, you know, some tough decisions that as a leader you need to make. Um, and while it was hard to hear the feedback, I understood where it was coming from and I actually embraced it. And I said, thank you for that. But I want you to give me an opportunity. Give me a shot to show you how I can do that. And they gave me that shot. And after that, really just... I could prove out that I could be empathetic and very much make those difficult decisions as well as have difficult conversations. So after that, I just, that's where I really started seeing traction in really growing my career. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. And, and first of all, I love that you mentioned uh, empathy. You know, you're more likely to hear management say stuff like, let's take the feeling out of it, right? Or let's not get too emotional about this rather than how do people really feel about this, right? And the other thing that I love about your example um, or, or your backstory is that you identified that there was not so much a performance gap, but a perception gap in terms of how you handled things differently. And it didn't affect your performance, but people had a perception that it did. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that was the biggest lesson for me was perception is reality. So I better know what that perception is about me. And so that really taught me a, a lesson, a great lesson that I took on from there into furthering my career. So asking for that feedback, don't be afraid, ask for it, because if you don't know what the perception is, you can never overcome it. And, uh, you know, last point I'll, I'll make on this because, uh, you know, your, your your backstory of this is just resonating with me so much. You didn't take that advice or that feedback at face value and use it to turn into someone you are not, right? You, 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 you understood where it was coming from and you kind of fashioned your way forward in a way that allowed you to make the most of yourself without having to become some cold, heartless leader. That's spot on because... I knew when I tried to emulate that other style, it would never work for me. That was not my authentic self. Yeah. But understanding what I needed to do to find that 
right balance. They had never really given me the opportunity to demonstrate that other side, right? So giving me that opportunity, I was able to really demonstrate I can have hard conversations. I can give feedback in in an appropriate way, but that it resonates. So yes, I was able to take that feedback and make it my own. So you mentioned earlier that you you are a a people person, and and I can see that from our pre-call and also from this conversation here that, you know, I can feel that very strongly. So really curious to find out from you, uh, what is it that never fails to surprise you about people? Uh, Great question. So it really never fails to surprise me um, that people expect to be treated with respect and admiration when they themselves tend to be dismissive of others. And I have to say, I do see this, especially in a leadership uh, level. You see it across all levels, but I've I've seen it, especially in leadership, where they tend to focus on uh, only respecting their peers or more senior executives, right? Um, And I can tell so much about a person's character by just how they treat people outside of their immediate uh, circle of influence. So how do they treat their team members? How do they treat the administrative staff or even the cleaning staff, right? Um, And what I found is that as a leader, it's even more important to make sure that people at all levels, that they feel like you're seeing them, that you're listening to them. And I got to tell you, you learn so much from them about the day-to-day operations because you tend to get removed a little bit from the day-to-day. They are the front line and they they can share very valuable information. So I find that a uh, like a simple hello, how are things going? Does anything need to be improved? One, they love to be acknowledged and, and asked. And it sheds a lot of light on those big issues that executives we should be addressing. Um, I also find that it's super helpful to have just good connections at all levels, because regardless of who you are, there are going to be those times when you really need help. And acknowledgement, a kind word, that makes a big difference on who shows up for you when you're actually in a sticky situation. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I've noticed is... um... Sometimes people who don't have have the title and and maybe considered a junior or lower level actually wield tremendous power to access and 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 opinion and also um, can have amazing insights which you'd be foolish to disregard. But they may not give them to you if you, if they feel you're not going to respect what they have to say. Yes, you're absolutely right, and I I'm glad you brought up the point of influence. There are people at all levels that really can sway the culture positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. And it is just important that they, they're leaders in their own right. And it's important to understand how they're feeling, what the, what their sense of how things are going and what needs to be addressed. Um, it's really critically important. And um, their perception of you as well is, is something that, you know, you need to also be aware of. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, the audience here is, you know, very aspirational. They want to continue uh, to succeed and and make the most of their potential, whatever that means uh, for a given individual. Um, So it's great to have an opportunity to speak uh, to folks like you, Lilia, and learn a little bit about what do most people get wrong about how to succeed? Because you kind of want to find that out as early as possible, right? You don't want to spend years doing the wrong thing. Yes, yes. Um, 
I, I think a lot of the audience, you know, will also resonate with what I what I think about this. You know, a lot of um, the common thing that I kind of hear about what people get wrong about success is that you have to do it all by yourself, right? Mm. And I would say it's true maybe for a handful of people. Honestly, I don't think you can make it anywhere without others. But let's just say a few people, you know, do it on their own. Um, but I find that there's really um, no shame in asking for help, you know, especially, you know, I think about my perspective as a Latina woman coming up in advertising and marketing. It's not a very diverse industry to date and never has been. Um, and I know without a doubt, I would not be where I am today without all the wonderful people the, the, you know, this includes mentors, peers, friends who actually helped me carve my way. Um, and I think it, you know, there's like two parts to it. One is, you know, I wasn't shy, uh, maybe a bit uncomfortable, but not shy about showing my vulnerabilities and asking for help. Um, the other part was that I also was one of those people that's a hand raiser. I would, you know, volunteer for additional assignments, even if I was a bit slammed. Um, but if it was a person, a, a senior level person that I admired, that I wanted to learn from, and they were leading an assignment, I would raise my hand to say, can I help you with that? Um, and honestly, at that time, I was when I started doing that, I was very young in my career and I, I was doing it genuinely because I wanted to learn from them. Mm -hmm. What I benefited, an additional benefit I got out of that is that in that process, I didn't realize I was creating a network, right? A network of senior leaders that were, they, they, they were exposed to me. They were exposed to my skills, to my approach, and that they actually became advocates for me and were happy to open doors for me along the way throughout my career journey, not just in those you know few situations. You know what I what I love about what you're saying, Lilia, is uh, there's a certain risk taking element to what you just said, right? The fact yeah. that the fact that maybe, you know, you weren't that comfortable, but you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. That's a risk, right? Because when you're vulnerable, you can be destroyed. That you were busy and it's not like you had a lot of free time, but you volunteered for these things. And, you know, that could affect your current work or you could not do as good of a job on, on the stretch thing. And that's also a risk. But it sounds like that those things, those calculated risks were the things that really helped advance your career. You're, you're absolutely right on. I hadn't even thought about it that way, really, maybe with the exception of the vulnerabilities, right? Mm -hmm. That that definitely was, for me, the, the hand raising part wasn't so much of a risk because I knew that if I was going to extend myself, I was going to dedicate the time, right? Nice. Like I knew, I knew myself. Yeah. Um, the vulnerability part, you don't see a lot of that in corporate America. Yeah. And it was scary for me. And again, as one of the very few Latinas in, in the space, it, I even felt a little more nervous about yeah. showing them. But I kind of figured I need to do this. I need to figure out, um, you know, I, I need to ask for help. And if I don't ask for help, then I'm going to fail and I don't want to fail. That, that really was my mentality. So yes, it was definitely risky, um, but I'm glad I took that risk. Absolutely, absolutely, amazing. So um, let's 
widen the circle a little bit and proceed to what I like to call the shout out. Who is a leader who is passionate about diversity that people should really know more about? Oh my gosh, I really like this question so much because it is about not just speaking about myself, but I want to highlight, right? Highlight someone that I just think is fantastic and is is up and coming and should get recognition. Um, so the person that I would like to uh, introduce to your audience is Yahaira Corona. And I'll spell her name for you just so you have it. Sure. It's Y-A-H-I-R-A. And her last name is Corona, C-O-R-O-N-A. Mm-hmm. And she is this fearless Puerto Rican woman um, that is just passionate about DE and I efforts across the board. She does it for her career, but she also does it for her passion uh, volunteer side as well. So right now she is uh, the manager of diversity, equity, and inclusion at Aldi US. She just recently received uh, this job. I want to say maybe two, three months ago. So sending out a congratulations to her. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a fantastic move for her. Um, But just a little context. So I met Yahaira maybe four years ago, and it was through uh, our participation. We both participate uh, with the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement. You might've heard of them, ASE, they go by ASE. Um, And ASE is this national uh, non-for-profit. We do a lot of work uh, to help make sure that up and coming um, aspiring Latino professionals um, find employment, that they uh, develop their careers. And there's a lot of um, advancement uh, training that we, we do to kind of help them develop in their career journey. So we both were in this, we're both in this organization. I joined as a national board member and Yahaira was serving at that time as the chair for ASA's Young Professional Board. Um, And a lot of what the Young Professional Board does is they fundraise. And I gotta tell you, I was just so taken by her dedication to the community, her dedication to the fundraising. Um, Under her lead, they raised thousands of dollars for scholarships for Latino youth. And it was through her innovative spirit and just her passion for our community and the desire to really help, you know, open the door for people, you know, young people, young Latinos to keep coming up um, that I was, I I just very much admire her. Uh, She's got that fearless attitude. Um, And, you know, I'm not the only one that's noticing because I know she has a lot of accolades behind her. So uh, I know Asa, we awarded her with the Redefining Leadership Award for her leadership and service to the organization, but even, a uh, leading uh, publication, Spanish language business publication, Negocios Now, they actually recognized her as a Latina 40 under 40. And I should say Latinos because it included everyone. 40 under 40, yep. Um, So just, you know, she is doing such so much positive uh, contribution to uh, young Latinos um, and, and just a really wonderful person overall. Not only is she uh, a champion across the board for DNI, but she's just a wonderful person. And I think it is someone that she's someone we need to watch. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure she'll appreciate you sharing uh, that recognition and, and those uh, 
well-deserved words of, of appreciation for all her talents and passion. It sounds like uh, she, you know, really goes into the fundraising and all the other things she does with, with such a effective passion for, for making a difference. So really glad you mentioned her. You're welcome. It's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Learn so much about what really has mattered to you and what can help others in terms of sort of advancing their career and, and misconceptions. Um, how can people learn more about you uh, or your organization? What's the best way for people to connect? So the best way to connect is one, I love, you know, I love connections. So link in with me, absolutely. But if you're very interested in Havas, our, the creative agency, um, I definitely ask you to check it out. One, we're always looking for diverse talent. So please look look us up on LinkedIn, look us up on Facebook as well. And, um, you know, if you definitely are, are working on a brand that needs help, we can absolutely help you with advertising and marketing. So again, just reach out to me on LinkedIn and I will make sure to put things into action. That is fantastic. And if people want to get more involved with um, ASE? They should look at ASE's website. So aseonline.org. And uh, it's a wonderful, I can't say enough, um, just the great programs that we have in place. Not only can people participate in those programs, but also if you want to participate as a corporate sponsor, we've got several opportunities for that as well. So please take a look at the website. Um, and thank you for asking, Joe. Well, it sounds like, uh, like you, they're doing great uh, and important work. So definitely want people to know more about them. Well, thank you, Lilia, for being our guest on C-Suite, the show that combines surprising leadership insights with a focus on diversity. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to C-Suite. Alpha's purpose is connecting Latino leaders for impact. To learn more, go to alpha.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or share with a trusted friend or colleague. Remember, with the right perspective, amazing things can happen.